listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. The testimonials appearing in this podcast reflect individual experiences and individual results may vary. Cardinal Health does not claim, nor should the listener assume, that any individual experience recounted in this podcast is representative of what another consumer may experience. The Cardinal Health Counter Talk podcast in collaboration with Pharmacy Podcast Network is for independent pharmacists to learn about the state of the industry, innovative services and solutions, and the future of pharmacy. Join me, your host, Jason Calori, for conversations with pharmacists, Cardinal Health leaders, and industry experts sharing best practices, discussing industry trends, and showcasing Cardinal Health products and services. You can subscribe to the Cardinal Health Counter Talk podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello, everyone. And- Welcome back to the Cardinal Health Counter Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Kalori, and today we are talking about and navigating the pathways to a pharmacy franchise. To do that, we have recruited one of the best in the business. It is Connie Lane, Director of Franchise Development at Medicine Shop International here at Cardinal Health, to discuss the paths to ownership and the three different life cycles that an owner of the pharmacy may or may not experience. Welcome to the show, Connie. How are you? I'm well, Jason, and and thanks for having me this morning. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and introduce us and the listeners to the MSI MediCap franchise. Great. Well, my name's Connie Lane, and I've had the good fortune of working with Medicine Shop and Cardinal Health for 32 years. Um, And during that time, I've spent a great bit of time with in the operations department and then better part of 30 years uh, granting new and resale franchise agreements for Medicine Shop and Medicap pharmacies. As some of you may know, Medicine Shop and Medicap are both franchise organizations uh, that share the same operating system and ongoing support, with the only difference being the brands themselves. So we support both Medicine Shop and Medicap pharmacies. So when we talk about the pathways to becoming a franchise, Obviously, I would I would think you have a specific type of customer that can go either direction. What types of owners or pharmacists or types of customers that you look for that kind of fall into a specific path in to get to franchise? Sure. Well, medicine shop in Medicap, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use the word medicine shop more frequently. Um, but when one looks to open up their own store we have a variety of ways they can go. You can open a brand new store, what we term a greenfield, where we build the business from the ground up. We have what we term a a resale or an acquisition program where where, where we're acquiring an existing ongoing pharmacy operation. And then we have what is termed a conversion program where an existing independent owner would convert their business to a medicine shop format through our fully branded approach or our co-branding approach, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Some of the things that we're looking for um, with new owners, um, you know, most people joining Medicine Shop are pharmacists uh, by education uh, and experience. Again, most were coming out of a chain background uh, where they've been working in a given community for a number of years and have built up a, a nice reputation in that marketplace and they've decided that they want to take their their skills and their knowledge and their drive um, and bring it to their own and open up their own pharmacies. And dependent uh, upon the, the market, they might either open up the new store or 
acquire an existing operation maybe in the marketplace. Why would somebody open up a new store as opposed to acquiring a store? Mm-hmm. Well, the reason for that in most cases is somebody has a, a family may have a, a designated area where they want to own and operate a pharmacy due to the relationships in the community, either through work or their you know, families are from that community. And if there's nobody for, that's for sale at that time or going to be for sale in the near future, you know, that's the opportunity. It's a new store. So we take the person down that path. If being in a given community is not of the highest priority, we will look to open, look to see what stores might be for sale in a given geographic area. Maybe it's within 45 minutes of their home or in another market of their designation. So we can take somebody down either path. So now we're talking, now we're getting into the type of customers, the type of stores, the um, the environment that their community might be in, which I feel like all should factor in. What about the actual pharmacists themselves? What's a, what's a good common, uh, are, are there any traits that come to mind when you think of this, this person would be perfect to become a franchise owner? What do you, sure. what do you look, what do you look for in terms of those, uh, those types of attributes? Sure. Some of the, the, God-given skills or the skill sets or their makeup of a candidate. We certainly want somebody who is passionate about healthcare. They're passionate. They want to be the leading healthcare provider in that marketplace. There has to be an unwavering commitment to the patient's care and the not only of individuals, but of an entire family and community. I think the other one, another trait is that they're a problem solver. They enjoy the challenges that are associated with being their own boss. You know, not only are they going to be the pharmacist, they're going to be the janitor. They're going to wash the windows. They're going to be the HR coordinator. They're going to be the marketing agent. All of those, they're going to wear all those hats and then some. Mm-hmm. And they have to enjoy that those roles. I think the other, <clears throat> they need to be really, really, a good, a very good listener. Not only are they listen, listening to the patients that come into their store and see what market, what market opportunities may present themselves, or what niche markets we might want to take advantage of, or what the customers are looking for, but they need to be willing to listen to others, whether it be the managed care group or an operations team or marketing specialist that they'll be working with. That is not to say they need to agree with everything people are saying, the suggestions being made. But I think it's really important that they listen and understand is the, the business philosophies and decisions that are going to be coming up and some of the solutions that are going to be afforded them. I think also somebody needs to be optimistic by nature, right? In our, in our business, they're hit with a lot of negatives on a daily basis. However, when somebody really looks at their overall operation, I think there's so many great things happen on a daily basis that people need to dwell on those and remember that, you know, some of the negatives that take place, you don't want to ignore them, but I think you need to dwell on those great things that take place in a pharmacy, the family you help, a young child that comes in and you gave them a suggestion to a young mother. Maybe you, you, offered them a, a, a generic instead of the brand that saves them money. There's a whole host. You've delivered 
to a patient that was inbound due to an ice storm and couldn't get into your store, who's eternally grateful. There's a lot of really positive things that go on in a pharmacy. And I think our franchise owners, those that are really successful, appreciate all those and recognize them and let those be part of who they are. I think there also is a the franchise owner in terms of being an optimist that tomorrow is going to bring another opportunity. And you may not even know about it today, but tomorrow, maybe an, an assisted living facility calls you or you go out and you get yourself and earn the business at that facility. Maybe you go out and you open up a um, you get into the immunization program and you take on a different disease state. There's always an opportunity out there. And I think those franchise owners and pharmacy owners that are really successful embrace the opportunity to take on new initiatives. So I think those are some of the characteristics that, to make uh, many of our franchise owners successful, not only professionally, but personally as well. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's that's a common trait we do see in a lot of pharmacists. Um, but if we take even MSI off the table, um, you know, and we, and we just talk about franchises in general, mm -hmm. if, if I, if I'm an independent pharmacy owner and I'm on the fence and I'm thinking about, like you said, all the different hats I'm going to have to wear, uh, co-branding, do I lose the name of my pharmacy, whatever it may be, just give me some overall benefits of just joining a franchise, you know, uh, sure. you know just a, a quick elevator pitch. If I was on the fence about it, you wanted me to join a franchise, what would you tell them? I think somebody would need to understand the core benefits of a franchise or really a successful franchise has a proven brand. It has an, a, an operating system and an ongoing support of professionals who have been through, whether it be the pharmacy industry, the fast food industry, the hotel industry, all those industries have a plethora of franchises, but the key elements are going to be the brand, the operating system and ongoing support. It, joining a franchise, the reason I believe most people should join a franchise, time is money, and most strong, solid, proven franchises are going to save you time, which leads to money. People know how to, uh, they have a recognized brand, they have an operating system that's going to assist you in bringing people through your doors, they're going to be profitable people, your business model is going to show profits, they're going to show you how to make money. They're going to show you how to manage a new all these new assets that you've never really been in charge of, whether it be inventory, accounts receivable, all of that. Somebody's going to work with you, so you're not trying to redevelop an operating system on your own. Okay, no, I, that's. I mean, when you when you think about it, and you think about all the benefits, you know, I, I could see both sides because uh, I've heard pharmacists talk about you know going franchise or staying on their own. I think there are a lot of benefits uh, for franchise ownership. So let's get into that a little bit for, you know, for the, for the listeners. Now, now putting, <laughs> putting your medicine shop, Medicap hat back on here. What, what's the actual offering when it comes to full brand and co-brand opportunities when you talk about, you know, becoming a franchise? Because I think that might be a blurred line that people want a little clarity on. Sure. So we have, We've developed a really flexible program with Medicine Shop and MediCap in the sense of a store can name itself in a full brand, the, the Medicine Shop Pharmacy or the MediCap Pharmacy. You could also do what we call co-branding, where you could have Jason's Pharmacy 
a member of the medicine shop family, which is a co-branded approach. Mm -hmm. In either case, the fee structure, the monthly license fee is going to remain the same. So that opens the door for what, what that might be. So it's a $599, $599 a month for our, our core services. That's our monthly franchise fee. Mm -hmm. We do not have an initiation fee. And our, uh, we, our term, it's a five-year term with a 90-day out provision. Meaning okay. that at any time in that five years, should you decide to take down the name medicine shop, you can do so. You just need to give us 90 days notice of your intent. And, and within that that uh, that structure, what do you get? Now, I would imagine, you know, you would get some a little, you mentioned a little bit of help as far as looking at market analysis, your business plans, your projections, marketing support. What, what does that look like as far as as part of the, the offering? Sure. Our franchise owners don't pay um, that $5.99 until the store opens or somebody converts the store to medicine shop. Okay. okay. So okay. we have a lot of pre what I'll term pre-opening work we do. We're going to work with a family in terms of making sure that they have the financial resources to do this. Make sure they understand the financial commitments that are going to be required going forward. Part of that is they're going to go to a bank and obtain financing, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things we're going to assist them with is putting together a business plan and projections that they can take then to the bank uh, to obtain a loan. That, that amount's all going to depend upon what they do or they don't have. But that's one of the things that we we do. And it's a great benefit because most people haven't put together a business plan to obtain a loan. Uh, we're then going to assist in the demographics. We're going to do an analysis of the marketplace. And much of that, some of that information they can obtain from the local chamber of commerce. But the studies that we bring to the table are going to tell us how many prescription dollars are being uh, acquired on an annual basis by people living in the within a certain geographic area of the community or of their location. We're going to find out what the RX and OTC sales are of pharmacy operations in that marketplace. We want to take a look to see how many people are over the age of 45. And as you know, Jason, a disproportionate share of the prescription business is acquired by people over the age of 45. And mainly it's women over the age of 45 who are shopping not only for their you know, their immediate family, but their parents, and in some cases, their in-laws. So we want to know that number. We that want to take yeah, that, that makes sense with data showing, you know, most women are the caregivers of the family. You're totally, exactly, yeah, you're exactly totally, right. Totally falls in line. Correct. Um, so what we're going to then want to do is once we have all that, we get a thumbs up from a lending institution. We're going to start working with the individual if they need assistance in, store, in terms of a store layout and workflow. We're going to bring in our franchise business consultants who are part of the, the 599 fee, their services. These are experienced operations people who assist not only brand new franchise owners, but existing franchise owner as well, owners as well. We're going to have them start working with our onboarding team, getting them set up with the various third-party insurance programs. Once people get what we term the big four, uh, the big four, your your NCPDP, your NPI, your DEA, and your state ID numbers, we're going to start working, setting you up with the various third-party insurance programs and with our PSAO. Um, we're going to have bring our distribution team into the into play at that point. Our relationship with Cardinal Health and the field, the sales force associated with Cardinal. 
So you're going to have a whole lot of new people, a lot of people there to hold your hand, one's hand through the pre-opening process, whether it be a new store or a resale of an existing store. So you mentioned a lot of these core elements that are part of, you know, what, what you offer. Um, what, what's the differences between the core and then you have kind of an LA cart type of offering as well. What are, what are the differences? What separates itself out a bit? How do you, how do you manage those different offerings? The core offering for medicine shop is part, there's a, a whole list that we can provide, but some of the real top line programs that are, encompass our core offering would be our franchise business consultant, the business coaches that go out to individual store stores have ongoing communication and uh, business consultations with our franchise owners, participation in our PSAO. We've already gone out and gotten people included in the various third-party programs. Uh, we have an audit assistance team it's not if somebody's going to be audited when they're a franchise owner or own their own pharmacy. We have an audit assistance team that's going to assist them. So those those are really our core programs. So that's part of the five ninety nine. Okay. The difference then is the a la carte selections, and a la carte selections are optional programs that franchise owners can take advantage of, which allow franchise owners to utilize services offered through Cardinal Health that really meet their needs. Because much like in every walk of life, there's various stages of development. So the needs of somebody opening a store are far different than somebody who's acquiring a $4 million existing independent pharmacy. All right. So each of the needs, wants, and desires of those owners are going to be different. So Card Medicine Shop and Cardinal have a accumulated a variety of programs to assist each group. And they can sort of pick and choose on these a la carte items, what they may want to take advantage of. In almost all cases, everybody's going to utilize the FBC and our PSAO and the audit assistance, the cores. Those are the cores. Then other folks, pretty much all folks, are going to take, take advantage of one of our reconciliation programs. Those programs designed to assist franchise owners and managing their accounts receivable and looking for various opportunities to improve reimbursement through that. Most folks are also going to take advantage of Cardinal's inventory management program, something we call internally called SIM, which allows franchise owners to manage their inventory and increase the number of inventory turns they have on an annual basis. Those teamed with our PMA offering, which allows people uh, to market their pharmacies with the input of, of seasoned marketing experts that are there to improve, one, identify, look at the information we have from our um, demographics, and let's put a plan together with our PMA team to mm -hmm. drive new people through the door. And then to make sure we're maximizing um, everything, all their healthcare needs of those patients that are already on board with us, a continuing vehicle by which we communicate with, with those owners. So those are really the ones that everybody, and I, let me bring one more, the immunization program for most people is an offering that everybody takes advantage of. Most of those I've just named are able to jump on board and we're going to take advantage of those. And then we're going to provide a $300 monthly credit 
to offset the cost of those, whatever those monthly fees might be. So you have your 599, you take a couple uh, a la carte items, then we're gonna deduct $300 from that monthly expense. But those are some of the programs um, that Cardinal has available. So when you, so when you're talking to a perspective, this, this might take us back to a little bit of you know becoming a franchisee. Um, what what are what are in your experience you think what are some of the fears of of a of someone moving from an independently owned to a franchise? What is what is kind of kind of the are there any common themes out there that you've seen over the years that maybe hold back some pharmacists from going the franchise route? I <clears throat> number one, I think many people are afraid that they're going to lose their identity. You know, if maybe they've been in two th twofold. One, if they're acquiring a store that's a longstanding pharmacy in, in the community, they might be losing that identity. Or if they've owned it for 20 years and they're thinking, uh, I've been Jason's pharmacy, I, I can't get rid of that name. Mm. Well, I think that's where our car branding approach uh, can help. Someone's going to maintain and that's going to be, may, you know, continue to be prominently displayed. Um, and you're going to, people are going to be using the, the tagline, a member of the medicine shop family. I think that's number one. Uh, two, I think there, there's a perception uh, that a franchise model might put too many constraints on a family or an individual owner. I can assure you as an individual who's been here for 30 years, that could not, there's there's no truth to that rumor or that 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 thought process. Um franchise, we learn a great deal from our franchise owners. And if there's certain paths that they've found to be really successful, we want to explore that with them. So and maybe so that would be a solution we could take to to other franchise owners across the country. Or if it just for our own knowledge, maybe it's a niche that they found that uh, it's worth exploring as a as a company. So no, if there's if there's anything I could tell people is if we would welcome the opportunity to discuss their business operation uh, and see if it's a fit for Medicine Shop because we can't we are really flexible. Yeah, because I feel like if I was an independent pharmacist, if it was my store, and if, and, and I'm kind of in that mindset, I'm like, man. I'm going to join a franchise that's going to put me up against, you know, like the likes of CVS and Walgreens and all these other big, you know, chains or, but it's not really a chain. You're looking at more of a franchise. That's a more of a, a support network. Correct. So, and oftentimes Jason, yeah. I, I would agree with you. I think what we, in today's time, mm -hmm. we are competing independent pharmacy owners are competing against some of the greatest retailers, the nation, the world has ever known. Right. Mm -hmm. Walgreens by name, right? yeah. CVS pharmacy in my mind. And not just because I work for medicine shop, but they're, my belief is independent pharmacy owners need to be bonding together under a common name for marketing purposes. So when people there's a certain name recognition, a certain quality of care that they know is going to be delivered by certain operations. And I think that's where medicine shop. That's our strength is. When we bring people on board, we talked about some of the characteristics we're looking for. Those are the same characteristics we're looking for in independent pharmacy owners when they come on board. That isn't to say we, we're going to come in and dictate how you do all the things in your operation. But what we're going to do is walk in and say, all right, from our 50 years of experience, working with hundreds and hundreds of independent pharmacy owners, here's some things you may want to consider. And they're going to reply with, well, let's pick two. And let's mm -hmm. move forward from there. And then if they need some uh, 
assistance in evaluating it, we can put them in touch with through our best practices with other franchise owners and say, here are the things that are working. Here's the things that don't work. Um, it really affords an independent pharmacy owner the ability to interact and communicate with other franchise owners who are not in direct competition with them to see what opportunities may best op, you know, help their system their, that may help their organization. Yes, whereas as some may see it as just more red tape, it actually becomes more support for your business and the support that surrounds you. For those men and women that are utilizing the benefit of a franchise organization uh, to the utmost, that's exactly what it is. That's awesome. Um, before we wrap up here, Con, uh, let me let me g- give me. A, I always like to kind of you know challenge the uh, the the guest with a story. If you have, I mean, we just talked about some of the some of maybe the fears and the some of the challenges from a, uh, a independent pharmacy perspective of opening a, a new franchise. Give me uh, in all your years of experience. Give me a give me a story that that sticks out to you as maybe someone that had a lot of trepidation before starting a franchise. Somebody that took over a store that went from you know in this uh, <laughs> this state of fear into being very successful. What uh, is there anything that you can remember? There is. There's a there's a number of them. Um, yeah, I'm thinking of a young. His parents had come over. He was educated overseas. Came here, took a job in the chain environment. Decided, you know, he wanted to be on his own and do things his way. And I think that it goes back to that key component: is he's willing to listen. It very very smart, very smart. But at the same time, was smart enough to say, I don't know it all asked great questions, was very knowledgeable about the industry. Mm-hmm. We then brought him up to speed on what was going on in the market, um, got that store up and going quickly. Um, and since that time, um, he used, used us or uses us um, in the development. He's a multi-store owner at the present time, rotates in all of his stores, continues to look to expand. Um, yeah, I'm very proud of him. Um, another group you know, we had years ago that's developed a large network of pharmacy owners. He told me, and I've read since that time, told others, I'm going to ask a lot of questions. And he knew everybody in the organization almost on a first name basis because he would inquire, ask about opportunities, ask questions, marketing questions and accounting questions. Um, how do, how do I improve my operation when I go from one to three to five to more stores? Um and that's a great thing, right? Because people are paying. We want those questions. We want to be challenged because without that, we don't have jobs. So um, we welcome the opportunity to, to discuss what we do, how we do it, why we do it with anybody you know that might be listening. Uh, we would welcome the opportunity to share success stories and uh, talk about their operation in detail. Well, why don't you tell them how to do that, Connie? Why don't you tell everyone that's listening where they can get in touch with you, maybe get in contact with you? Sure. Whichever is more convenient, folks, it would be my cell phone is 314-749-5706. That's 314-749-5706. Or feel free to drop me an email. It's Connie, the guy with the girl's name, C-O-N-N-I-E dot Lane, L-A-N-E, at Cardinal, like the bird, health.com. Well, I want to thank Connie for joining us on the show and for providing us a wealth of knowledge and experience. We appreciate you helping out all the listeners and independent pharmacists who may be looking to transition to franchise their pharmacy. 
Uh, to all of you listening, thanks for subscribing to the Cardinal Health Counter Talk podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. Please make sure you subscribe and download the podcast, and we will see you right here on the next episode. Thanks to Connie Lane again for all the information. Take care, everyone. See you next time right here on the Cardinal Health Counter Talk podcast. Take care. <laughs>